the uh, 21st episode. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking with uh, Wes O'Leary from Outside Ales uh, over in Grand Haven, uh, Michigan. Um, yeah. Your audio sounds a little weird, Brian. Check that out. You know, it sounds a little quiet. Oh, very quiet. All right. Let me, uh, let me play with that. Fuck, you're fine now. No, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the mic. <laughs> all right. I moved it closer. You guys can just hear me slurp all night, I guess. That's fine. Uh, I, that's what I enjoy. <laughs> um, well, let's get Wes in here and I guess uh, figure out what we're all drinking tonight. Yeah. Since we coordinated. Look yeah. at us. <laughs> Wes. Hey, Welcome Wes. to the show. Hey, guys. Hey. Dude, dope intro. I was thinking, like, I don't know if you can see me with backstage, but yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that open source uh, electro, whatever, <laughs> some sort yeah, of. I've been to a lot of shows like that. Or, <laughs> that's a good and a bad thing. Yeah, so we did. Uh, we we Jordan paid a fiver to make us an intro, and it came with a lot of just cheesy stock footage shit uh, and that ret- that cool beat, and then then the logo zooming in and. And so we cut all that other stupid shit off, and we've got a friend of ours that's going to help us uh, do some real, <laughs> some nice stuff, probably some better music. Uh, but it's like a good place a voiceover. Over. <laughs> so, like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we no, we totally talked about. Yeah, that. yeah, so it'll be do a it. thing. <laughs> something, something cooler. Oh, sure. so we're all drinking odd side beer. We got odd side on tonight. Wesso, what do you got? Starting off with an OG. Right. Hey. I guess, I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Seriously. planned at all. No, no. No. So, um, Bean Flicker is probably the very first, uh, like, coffee blonde that I ever had. And, I, and I'm sure people were brewing it before, you know, odds I did, but I don't think anywhere around here, really, that I can think of um, on, on a on a regular basis certainly not a whole lot of package stuff I, I freaking love this beer so it got me into brewing like coffee blondes yeah um i was there's there's a time probably two three years ago where i was making like three four a year for myself yeah i remember that yeah it's super uh it's super fun i love a sessionable coffee beer like i love coffee who doesn't really right. But it's not in like a big, heavy, dark stout. It's just kind of a little bit more pleasurable as far as like a sessionability that, you know, it's a nice like my first beer or two in yeah. caffeine going. And it's not like too sweet or anything like it's it's like you said, sessionable, like you could just you want to just keep drinking it. I I always measure a beer like by uh my drinkability, like when I set it down, am I thirsty again? Do I just want to pick it right back up? And it's definitely one of those beers that, like, <laughs> it's going to be gone in like you know ten minutes. Oh, It'll yeah. lead us to get. We have six beers to get through tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's our challenge. That's the uh, uh, six <laughs> beers requirement. Then fucking but... show's over right there. Right. <laughs> I might not even remember the second football game. Right. <laughs> so, was what? Uh, tell us about you. What do you do for outsides? Uh, I'm their head of sales. Uh, pretty much anything. I am the sales department at the current moment. So uh, everything and anything that do is sales. I do a little bit of behind the scenes stuff with uh, just helping out with labels and uh, the approval process, UPCs and uh, everything having to do with that. A little bit of the marketing and uh, social media and such. So just kind of trying to 
be there for the company and do everything I can within my capacity. Is that a lot of like traveling then? Like, are you just driving everywhere? Or? Typically, yes. Uh, Pre-COVID, I was always on the road. Um, I mean, I'd have, you know, uh, everything from an overnight to a whole weekend or, I mean, I've gone as far as 10, well, I went 22 days on the road last October. Oh, wow. Which was fun, but I have a family too. So it was kind <laughs> of like I absorbed the territory and we had a bunch of stuff booked on top of my stuff that was already booked. So that was a crazy <laughs> I was literally gone for like almost an entire month, but I ended in Houston for the World Series, which the Astros were in. Or well, no, I think it was the uh, conference. But either way, uh, it was a it was a good time, man. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Is it just within the state, or you're you're kind of all over the U.S. Then, or what, where does outside like just dist- uh, distribute to? Sure. Yeah, we're in nine states now. Okay. Uh, basically, Midwest strong. If you want to throw Pennsylvania, (laughs) I don't know if they're in the Midwest. I don't think so. Uh, But yeah, so we're Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Texas. I think that's nine. I didn't count along the way. I didn't either. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty pretty good at it though. But yeah, uh, so I mean, some states require more attention. Um, we're just trying to kind of get our feet under us. We've had a lot of organizational uh, structural changes to make and kind of tidy up to really like present ourselves uh, as a bigger brewery than we are. So we can kind of continue that growth. Is so uh, a blessing and a curse with COVID. Is canning part of that? Like I've noticed in the last couple of years, I've seen like a ton more cans come out um, from outside and like bottles and stuff like that. I don't know what yeah, you're absolutely. About. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a better vessel. It holds better. Um, although the classics purists uh, will tell you otherwise. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think that we can pretty much put everything in a can at this point. I don't think anything's off limits. Um, as long as it doesn't, it, like we can't put a sour from our sour program in a can because it would be cross-contamination but we can put just about everything else uh in a can including uh barrel-aged stouts which i'm sure you saw some of right well he gave us a a hazel's nuts in the can you know Uh, yeah is this the first year it's been in a can like i got a few bottles sitting downstairs i think yeah yeah this is the first year so typically before this year i don't quote me on this let me think about it but I'm pretty sure we've never done a barrel-aged stout in a can. Okay. We've done a, it, a can used to be like our barrel-aged uh, tequila barrel-aged, like Lost Shaker Assault, or uh, Derby Days was kind of like a mint and julep cocktail mock. But it was always something that was like an ale or mm-hmm. uh, something lighter in body. So – and, and I know we're jumping past. We'll, we'll get back to actually odd sides and their their history a little bit. But switch into this can format this year, and then COVID hits, and all of a sudden all the cans are gone. Did that screw you guys around at all, or? Uh, yeah, the can shortage had kind of snuck up on everybody. Um, like it had been talked about, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of things going around in the industry, not just in the beer industry, but just 
in general, like the can industry between Coke, Pepsi, seltzers, not and not non-alcoholic seltzers, just the explosion of really um, a shift to off-premise uh, retail. So, I mean, COVID expedited everything to the left. You know, it was all you could go to the bar, you could uh, get growlers and all this other stuff, but you when you're shifting to retail and everybody's just eat their, they see the writing on the wall, folks buying, you know, a billion cans in a, in a drop of a, uh, you know, a check. <laughs> and so is everybody. I mean, ABs, everyone's soaking up the cans, especially with the seltzer explosion. So the aluminum in general was just in short. Hmm. Um, we had to shift pretty quick. I mean, it, we didn't really experience it until a couple uh, months ago. So we were pretty lucky being that we had a nice little uh, our allocation of cans for the year was, you know, a lot higher than you know, 85 percent of Michigan breweries being that we're a top 15 brewery in volume. So and especially with the shift to cans, our demand went up for cans. Our volume went up this year and all at the same time without the cans. So we were calling different breweries. I'm looking for bright cans. Hey. How many pallets do you have? Will you sell us any? Most of them said, you know what? Like, <laughs> get lost. Right. I love US, but no, you can't have any. What? What's um, a bright can? A bright, bright can, can would be just like a blank silver can. Oh, okay. Yeah. As so opposed to uh, like... As uh, opposed to, uh, yeah, heat wrapped or... Got it. Uh, okay. I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can do to a can, but, but yeah, a bright can it would be... Uh, well, I don't think we, oh, I do have one in my little bowl. So it'd be like this label, well, my light isn't great on the can. Right. Right. <laughs> this this is just a label over this silver can. So any of those. Uh, Whereas this has like the whole like wrap on it. So this is, this is a printed can. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all printed. And yeah, what we're yeah. going to shift to, if you look at any of the other cans other than Citra in your little batch, you'll see that there's a little, a little label right over that printed can. So if you were to take off like the label on a, a either of the dink juice cans, that's a Mayan mocha can under there. <laughs> <laughs> so this awesome. is kind of like a pretty, yeah. a pretty unique thing that a lot of breweries do uh, more or less to, you know, when you run into a thing like this, where we, we get citra bean, dank juice, Mayan all the time, you know, it's just a stock file. They just print them, but even in the can shortage, I mean, we're not getting them like we should. So yeah, yeah. we're just trying to stay nimble. Oh, that's cool. Actually, I actually remember, and he, if he's watching, I'll laugh at this, but I was I was at was tailgating at a football game with a, with a, a, a mutual friend of ours that uh, introduced us. And we were drinking Odd Sides beer, and we started peeling the labels off because there was this post next to us that was covered in stickers. And we just started peeling Odd Side labels off and sticking them to this post you know advertising for you um, <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't graffiti at all um and and yeah laugh i think i noticed that like peel it off and there was actually so, i think something else underneath it but that was pretty interesting i, I feel know. like you sent us a picture of that i, I don't think it was like <laughs> online I, <laughs> that, that sparks a memory i don't know why it's not littering you started it so um Right on. So I, we skipped right by odd sides, and 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 I don't know if you want to give us the the the, the history or the, the background on odd sides and 
where's the name come from first of all maybe uh, if you even know i mean it is probably some of the odder beer that's your imagination yeah <laughs> our, our pub manager likes to mess with people he goes well we're at 41 washington and they're like yeah and he's like we're on the odd side of the street and they're like that is not why you named your brewery that. <laughs> maybe it is <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we make really unique beer. I, it is, I mean, it's the odd side of the of the hop, of the malt, of the the water. I mean, we're just trying to do things in a different way, be our own brewery, not follow the, the traditional measures. Although we do traditional beer really well too, so we've kind of come to that point. But but yeah, outside uh, as a whole, history wise, two friends, roommates uh, at Michigan State. Uh, graduated, they were brewing at, on, on college, or at uh, MSU, and about 2010, they decided, hey, let's start a brewery, popped into Grand Haven, uh, I believe they're both from Holland, so it wasn't, you know, just a hop, skip, and a jump, uh, a little bit north, well, we had a spot in an old piano factory, uh, I assume you three have been? Not yet. Oh, no. I have not. <laughs> Grand Haven's so far away, man. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're, we're coming. To we we are. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. All right. My, well, my girlfriend has. She are you? I think she got a flight there, and it's just like this giant circular flight. Maybe is that? Am I thinking of a wrong brewery? It might have been a different brewery. Yeah, we're just staying. We use like our our barrel staves, and it's usually a five glass flight. Nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, either way, we landed in our old piano factory. Um, I mean, it was a small bar to start off, but they were making uh, a lot of great, unique offerings. And uh, we had a really good small batch program that was kind of pumping out stuff left and right. Um, I think I called out. There. Yeah. Uh, and kind of organically grew from there. I mean, we were known uh, for a lot of different things and, uh, like pineapple IPA and Mayan mocha stout and citra pale ale. Uh, and there was just a lot of those uh, OG recipes that really got us going. Grand River nut brown realignment, Herbie Hopper, her, Pepper Hop. Uh, they were just unique offerings. So kind of grew from there. And ever since then, pretty much every 18 to 24 months, there's been an expansion either at the production facility or the pub. Seriously, uh, Dang. it's been pretty crazy. Like, uh, I wish you could have seen it from the beginning. Uh, before I was even employed there, I was stopping in in uh, you know 2011, 2012, getting myself a flight and just think it was the coolest little spot ever. And here we are now with like a uh, I'm gonna torch the, the square footage, but it's about I want to say it's 8,000 square feet pub. Could be off on that. Wow, I know we did. Touched on it. I, I think you asked if we had been there. I have. I was having some technical oh. difficulties while well, that goes. Oh my god! I got a monitor. That likes really? to come. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I have been there. When I was last there, you guys were, you guys were real small. It was, it was awesome. But I haven't been up there since your expansion, but I do plan on it. Yeah, I mean, we tried to keep the same kind of feel too, uh, being that it is in the old piano factory. You know, it's very industrial looking, open ceilings. You can see the vents and. It has really nice, uh, beautiful lighting in there that's really like kind of classical. The backdrop of the bar is all 
kind of that subway white tile. So it's like a really cool clash of styles. I mean, they did an amazing art. We tried to keep a lot of that from what was original at the pub, um, but just kind of slowly class it up a little bit more with the size that it became. I think we're up to 60 taps. I was just going to ask. Holy shit. It's, it's been a, I think it's 50 actually. And I would say a few of them are uh, coffee, cold brew. Uh, obviously you've got a handful of seltzers at any given time. Uh, we've got wine on tap. We've got our distiller's license. So we've got a cocktails on tap, uh, a bunch of nitro options. And then obviously there's like at any given time, 30 to 35, 40 beers, if it's a big release or something. Do you have like a, like a smaller brew system there for like just making like batches to like fill up taps or like? So we've never really, that's a great question actually, because we just purchased uh, a pilot system that we actually use. <laughs> I think it's a one barrel system at the pub that we really never use. They've been using it for like cold brew and mixing the cocktails for kegging. Yep. And that's like it. They've done some uh, some of the bottling of the whiskey there as well. We can only store it at the pub, actually. So it's really small, the space. We didn't leave ourselves with much to do. But the original system is viewable in this little, like, uh, rentable uh, party room, which is pretty cool. Hmm. But, yeah, we just bought a three-barrel system, uh, complete, you know, beginning to end the fermenters and uh, – kettle and everything uh so we're gonna start really hammering out some r&d beers and start getting ahead of the trends again oh that'd be sweet how big is your main system uh, it's a 15 barrel so uh you know you gotta brew in twice to get into a 30 and we got wow. 60s now so you have brewing four times so, so you're doing and yeah. you're brewing so many different i know that's like that's all a, 15 you guys run this four seven <laughs> uh, we, do have, we do have three ships um, we're brewing five days a week. So, uh, actually we might not even be brewing very much on Friday. I think we just started off, but, uh, either way we're four full days of brewing and definitely five days of packaging. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's, we're actually going under a pretty big expansion right now. We're adding uh nine 60 barrel fermenters. So, um, adding about 15,000 barrels of brewing capacity. Wow. Um, still on the 15 gallon uh, or on the 15 barrel system. So four batches to fill that or. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Although the 60 barrels will predominantly be seltzers. seltzers. Oh, okay. Is that doing really well for you guys right now? Oh, yes. My friend. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I hear that you, I, I heard somebody put a bug in my ear that you had something to do with that too. Uh, like me personally, I don't know. You, you, had, you, had, mean, you, had, you had hard suggestions. I push, I push. <laughs> That's what a sales guy does. So I just, I just cracked into a seltzer, a tangerine and, and I had to, I had to crack and I, it isn't a dangerous brand. <laughs> that cracks me up. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. Um, I think that's what I heard that, that you, you were kind of pushing on the seltzer stuff or, helping steer that program maybe Tell yeah. Us about that. yeah absolutely um so sometime last year uh we started messing around with it a i don't think it was my idea to do seltzers with our brewery i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure our owner 
brought it up a long time ago. And he just asked our guys, like, what do we need to do in order to make it, first of all? And how expensive is it? You know, let's do some estimates. So kind of looked into it and it kind of fell by the wayside. Uh, is that what you're going with next, the tangerine? That's what I, I, that's what I did, yeah. Yep. All right. So I was peeling labels. So, well, I'm going to sidebar. Oh, is that a cucumber? Cucumber lime. Oh, oh that sounds awesome. That does All sound right. awesome. All right. Anyway, so it kind of went by the wayside. We, you know, kind of picked it back up uh, last year, mid-year. We started messing around with it. Made a 7% version and we're like, oh, you know, all these guys, all of our guys are, are beer guys, man. We were not drinking seltzers. It was a, it was a force. I think that was the hardest obstacle was making everybody inside the brewery accept or at least like not want to leave because we're making seltzers. They're like, don't. <laughs> so we wanted to do it our way. So we kind of we kind of started off and went seven percent. You know, it was doing decent. It was draft only. There was no cans of it. We had we we really were just literally feeling out the market with our product and some other Michigan breweries uh, had already either put some out or we were kind of in the mix of, of kind of rush to market with everybody. Um, and once, once the market, once the, you know, two years ago showed that obviously it's not going anywhere, it's, it's going straight up. Uh, everyone wanted to take a crack at it, but it's just like a hazy IPA, a new England IPA, it nope. it's gonna show your I mean, it's easier said than done. Let's just put it that way. You can really make a hazy IPA green, but the thing about a seltzer is there's nothing to hide it. If it's if it has flaws, it is trash. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm being honest. I yeah, mean yeah. Are all of yours clear? Yeah. Filter well, clear? I mean, we we were we use filters. I mean, so the carbon filters help. Uh, and we are using, you know, flavoring instead of natural fruit yep. um, to keep the sugar down was the main goal. It wasn't about the color. We really actually wanted to do real fruit and be unique like that. But the price, we there's no way you can grow in in a massive way with real fruit at that price point, at that sugar content. I mean, it was just unrealistic in our eyes. We wanted to stay as competitive as possible. So we kind of kept playing with it. 7%, you know, it's pretty boozy at 7%. I don't know if you ever tried it. Like yeah. you, it's just like I said, you can't hide the booze. So that's why everyone's sitting around five at seven. But as a beer drinker, kind of tasted like liquor too. So we're like, oh, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. So then we are, you know, we're doing like, 20 cases of samples and you know the guys are taking some home and we're kind of starting to love it and we're tweaking the recipe the whole way every batch was different every batch was better 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 and we got to a certain point and we said okay it's time to put this in a can we've got artwork that we've been kind of working on we went through like four name changes and ultimately we chose to stick with our brand, stick odd side seltzers. Don't name it something else. Don't start a new brand. Don't slip off the slope of people not knowing who you are. Right. Let's grab our, our, you know, everyone that's a fan already, keep them with us. And then let's try and find a whole new market. And it's worked really well. So we brought it down to 5% actually. 
And that's what you're drinking now. 110 calories, naturally gluten-free, zero carbs, zero sugar. It hits all the marks and it's really freaking good. We're not doing, granted, I gave you guys tangerine and I showed you cucumber lime, but like our main six that we're rolling with next year are all the cocktail inspired or the pink lemonade, that nostalgia flavor, fruit punch, uh, fuzzy navel, pina colada, pog, lemon elderflower, those things Ooh. all hit huge home runs and they're super unique. No one's doing them like that. Yeah. Passion fruit orange guava. Oh, okay. Got, all right. That makes sense now. I, I went to the little milk caps yeah. from my childhood. No, Pog, like Pog juice out of Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. got it. Okay. All right. That's yeah. my ignorance. That's... <laughs> no, that's not ignorance. I had Pogs as well. I have... uh, I'm an unimportant heathen. I don't know what Pog juice is. So, Yeah. yeah I mean... I would be lying if I told you I knew it the first time I heard it. But once I heard it up or I like looked at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Maybe. I feel like I've heard it a lot more in the last year. Um, year in, in, the brewing, in the brewing circles, yeah. I'm not a big fan of guava, so I always kind of blow it off. Um, but there's somebody else in the club. Actually, in our club, we're all in the same homebrew club. And there's somebody else, Brian, I know, and if David's listening, was if it was him or somebody was like bringing it up, Pog. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. But um, I've had the pink lemonade. That was fantastic. I've, I went, and it's funny. I was at a Megabev buying uh, the seltzers, and I, I, I forget which which one we grabbed that night. I don't know if that was pink lemonade or if I had a different one. Um, no, I had the fuzzy navel, or the, yeah, fuzzy navel, and I tried pink lemonade at a party, and the clerk told me that the fruit punch was the best thing he ever drank. And I was like, wow, you know what I mean? And, and this guy, well, like my wife and I are sitting there just trying to check out, and this guy's going on and on about odd sides, fruit punch, seltzer. <laughs> like, damn. And so I haven't had any of the fruit punch yet. I need to find some. They'll be back out in December. December? Awesome. Logs, November. We got lemon elderflower, mango, black cherry, cucumber lime this month. And that lemon elderflower sounds awesome too. It does. That, yeah. That I don't even great. know what that's going to taste like, but I want Definitely, it. <laughs> I don't know. It's. Obviously, top six for me, but it might be top three. It's pretty freaking refreshing. People get scared of the elderflower, but it's just basically like sweet floral with yeah. lemon. Yeah. You no, know, it's it's very uh, very hidden by the lemon. It's super clean. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. And, and you would think like brewing seltzer isn't like there's not a lot to it, like you know sugar, yeast, nutrients, and filter it and whatever. But we we did a seltzer episode not too long ago and. We, we we got just a ton of different ones, and there's such a oh, variety, an array, yeah, of yeah. like good and bad, and and these are definitely like top, top, top. That's actually like, how yeah. we got connected. Is I was I think the day before the seltzer show, I was, I I told you know John Sutton that I'm going to do a seltzer show, and he's like, dude, you need to talk to Wes from Outside Ales. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we couldn't we couldn't connect then. Uh, that was a month ago, but we're here now. Um, yeah. So, do you know what fermentable you guys are using? Uh, are you using corn sugar, beet sugar? Um, we're using dextrose. Just dextrose, or just corn yep. sugar. Cool. Yep. Cool. Just corn sugar. Uh, it's pretty. I mean, we use a wine yeast, a, a style of wine yeast, which I think really. I'm sure you can guess which one. Um, but it it really creates the body of it. 
uh, and makes it super clean. Yeah. Obviously, you have to add nutrients. Um, we've been all over the board lately, actually. We had some issues with it fermenting out in a specific timetable. Um, so we've actually had to play with the nutrients. And I'll be the first one to say I'm not a brewer. I'm a sales guy, but I ask a lot of questions. So anytime, I think I told Jason this, anytime you stump me with a question, I might say I don't know. But I'll also go back and ask our brewers and follow up with you. That's one of my favorite things is, is just learning from those guys. But, but yeah, they've been adding different nutrients and proteins and such for that uh, for that yeast to eat and ferment out in a, in a suitable time, which is preferably in about seven days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, um, you, when, when we're all homebrewers, I think we know if you if you you just give yeast corn sugar, it really doesn't have enough to go on and yeah. it doesn't really do what it's supposed to do. So you got to, you got to feed it, but yeah, you guys are putting out some killer shit there. And, uh, what was it? John said something about the cans. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. The standard cans. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Standard cans. Everybody yep. else is doing the sleek cans. John was actually, uh, in those talks at the was time. It? Yeah. He, he used to be part of our distributor that we were part that we are partners with and, there was a lot of back and forth about using slim cans or fat cans. And honestly, it just came down to our canning line. I mean, we're not, we were trying to be as efficient as possible. We're already, we already run pretty lean as far as our staffing and, and how we run shifts. So it was all about protecting the bottom line and the price point and making sure that we were right there priced the exact same as White Claw. So uh, that was our goal at least. So the standard cans won out and shoot. I mean, they're proven that it didn't matter. I mean, it yeah. might not have the same volume, but so noise. when, when John was in that other life, uh, we had, I know I've had the conversation with him about canning and size and price point and so many times. And, and I notice here that all of your cans are 12 ounce cans. I don't see any tall boys here. I don't think I've seen any tall boys. Um, is that a, a decision like you guys aren't doing the tall boy can footprint? Kind of the same answer as the slim cans. Uh, it's all about, I mean, basically we would have to change out an entire part on our canning line to shift. And we're already having kind of spacing issues. Like we've had to re-space our whole warehouse. It's a 44,000 square foot warehouse that we basically move around every six to eight months other than the canning line and the, you know, what we need to brew. But there's three other rooms where we constantly are moving stuff around just to make space. Because now with the can shortage, we're like loading yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. trying, we've probably got, I mean, a, a hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand cases worth of cans that we never had before. So right. it's been interesting. Uh, to adjust but yeah to answer your question the pint cans i would really love them it would really help in like venues uh whether it be concerts sure. or sports venues i mean we're in nine states they all have major market football teams and hockey teams and we could really do some damage with you know a, a seltzer and a 16 ounce a bean flicker or uh, <laughs> you know, spear me i mean any of those i see where they, they have their place i'm and, and i agree like i actually if i'm if i'm gonna go for a, a regular beer or even a seltzer, I could I could see a sixteen ounce. My biggest thing and my pet peeve is all these all these breweries that do these big ass stouts and bombers. And I always say, and I never want to open a bomber by myself. You know, it's too much. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to drink a fourteen percent imperial stout 
uh, you know, bomber by myself. And, and I've, and I've always appreciated the odd sides have always done their stuff in 12s. At least I don't think I've ever seen an odd side bomber. I don't know. I've seen a few seven fifties. Have you? Yeah, we have bombers, but none that hit the market. They're all yeah. only. Okay. Uh, our sours are in whatever they're called. Three seven. I haven't used a sour bottle. Three seventy five. No. Three seventy five. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. I don't think we bottled a sour in like two years. I like completely went almost went out of my mind right there. Huh. But uh, what is there a reason for that? It's this little series brand called Fruitsicles. That little uh, bastard. Oh. Fruitsicles took off a couple of years ago. Uh, we were using sour out of our out of wood aged wood aged sours for that as the base. That was like what was blended into the fruit ale, basically. Yeah. And that drained our entire room. Uh, and then we were like, "Oh shit, this is going to take a long time to refill." <laughs> and we're talking like. I mean, it's like an 8,000 square foot room. It was stacked to the ceiling. I mean, it was huge. And we had, I mean, we put out a sour every two months. Uh, but yeah, now I think we've got like 30 barrels in our sour room. Like it's so We ended up shitting it to a kettle sour to obviously be able to continue our sour program. And actually, we recently even shifted to a uh, a pitch, a uh, a sour pitch, like a Lachancia, like a something, Philly sour, something like that. Yeah, I'm not okay. super familiar, but it's basically the same concept, just that it's done right. And actually, Tangy Dank is the same way. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Oh neat. Yeah. And it it provided actually. I would say better results as far as the pureness of the sour and the cleanness of it, which we'll get into whenever you're ready. I, I, I'm excited actually to try Tangy Dink. We yeah. Well, yeah. Me. Now I want to try that. I'm, um, I'm going to kill my, I do. We, I did go through a lot of the fruit sickles when they came out and I actually think I still got some in the, in the fridge downstairs. I'm bad about that. I'll, I'll buy so much beer and then I, I keep two or three of them, even ones I shouldn't keep. Uh, right. But, uh, if they're uh, if they're fairly recent, they're pasteurized, so they'll hold up a long oh, time. Oh yeah, and I, I keep them. I keep them refrigerated. It's just like um, my wife and I were at Megabev got out a months ago when you and I'm going to get this wrong, but didn't you have like a tequila line or a margarita line? There like four different varieties. Yeah, the lost shaker of salt. The yep. lost shaker of salt. So I bought one of each of those. We got excited. We're going to home and try those. Put them in the fridge. Shit came up. Life happened. They're they're still in the fridge. <laughs> Those have aged well, by the way. I've bought them from the store in, a, in recent months, even though they shouldn't be on the store shelf. That tends to happen sometimes. Yeah. 150 beers in a year. No, I think uh, I have. I don't know how many different varieties you made, but I have four different yeah. lost shaker, shakers in the. I'm pretty sure I have four. I think we made four, maybe five total. I've got them right. down there. If I didn't have yeah. six that you gave me, I would have gone there for tonight. But uh, nice. I just came well, to that one will have you sure. on your ass. That's for sure. <laughs> How strong are those? I think it's eleven or twelve. Eleven and a half. I want to oh. say. Yeah, it's nothing. But I mean, <laughs> after these six, if you yeah, know, no. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, we, we sometimes have an after show. Yeah. So so <laughs> last week we we uh, had uh, uh, Nikki D from the Michigan Beer Cup on. It was a great show. 
we sat here and I think drank like six or seven homebrews with her. Nice. And then after the show, we ended the show. And then for some reason, Jordan and, I, and Nikki and I hung out and just chatted for like another hour. I was on and for I, that too. I, I left before oh, you guys yeah. we were on before. We were on a long yeah, time. Yeah. And then somehow decided to, it was a good idea to work through a four pack of Hot Butcher double IPAs <laughs> uh, in the after show. And then I, I made it to bed, I'm sure. But it was, yeah, I, I can't do that anymore. I can't even, I shouldn't even do these six. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a mini power hour. Finish up, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> before eight thirty. I do want to go I'm into the tangy dang juice. So, yep, I got, I got that. Right on. And you said this so. Is this nice. your first uh, uh, sour IPA that you guys have done, or? Uh well, we've done things before. Let's start with that. Um, that was probably maybe eighteen months ago. It was a while ago, and I've always wanted it back. I've loved this beer. And, of course, it just, like, wasn't in the cards. You know, it, I don't know. You know, we were kind of rebranding the whole Dank Juice, which I'm sure, you you know, as you look at the can, it's that super mm -hmm. sexy, clean looking. And, you know, it's either black or white. So you've got both tangy and double or that black. Yep. But, yep. Uh, but, yeah, I love the hop background and everything. So in the mix of rebranding it all, we were kind of just trying to rebrand one at a time. That, Jeez. That, but, uh, but, yeah, either way, we've done uh, a few others that were test batches, uh, a couple, one with pomegranate and one with apricot that was just called Kettle Sour IPA with pomegranate with apricot. Uh, we also did one more R&D beer, and the name is evading me, uh, that uh, clearly was not worth mentioning. Were those distributed? No. Well, only in uh, kegs. So it's kind okay. of, usually what we would do is make our R&D program before this, the smallest batch we could do is seven barrels. So we'd have, you know, 14 half barrels to move. We're like, okay, I guess the pub takes seven and we try and move seven in the market. You know, whatever happens, happens. So now that we got the three barrel, we'll definitely be doing a three barrel to the pub, seven, you know, to draft only if on-premise ever comes back. And then 15, 30, 60, depending on how crazy the feedback is in package. Was that, was that kind of your job? Like, hey, we have seven uh, uh, like half barrels or barrels or whatever of like this random beer that we made like does your bar want this? Like, can right. we put this on tap? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was really <laughs> to, to lean on your top, like, I would lean on, like, my top 50 accounts. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the club at the time, the Clubhouse BFDs, the Ale Marys, the Brown Irons on the east side. You know, on the west side, you're looking at Kalamazoo Beer Exchange, Shakespeare's, and, uh, you know, all the Hopcats and, I mean, I could name a million other ones, but my top 50, it was just like, hey, you're taking this this week, or he's going to take it next, you know, this week. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. First come, first serve. Give me. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it was really fun. Like, man, this is a different role for me. I've only been in this role since that October trip I told you about uh, last year. So before that, I was just regional sales manager. 
covered uh, like half the territory, about four and a half states. And I, uh, for a time period, I was on the east side covering east side of Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Pennsylvania. And uh, on the east side, like when you're the east side sales rep, you never go to the brewery. You go there once a month right. and they're just like, hey, we made 10 new beers. Here you go. I'm like, yeah, but I've never tried them. How am I going to try them? Like, <laughs> they're like, no, it's just, uh, just go sell it. It tastes like an IPA with fruit in it. And I'm like, yeah. damn it, what are you doing, guys? <laughs> and it's it's outside. It's not like I mean, it's I, I feel like they're making like ten new beers a month almost. At, at oh times, man, so. in, in the prime, it was hectic. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, that's why I love our brand and why I joined our brand. But as a sales rep, like once I was repping the brand after a couple of years, I was like, my brain was burnt, man. You can see me like trying to remember some R&D beer. I'm like, God, I haven't thought about this in like two and a half years. I tried to bury it. I really dig this, though, man. It's not yeah. too tart. Uh, hops balanced. It smells good. Yeah. Sour and, and bitter uh, don't go together always. And this is uh, say that. not. From, yeah. yeah. I think the tenure. Uh, Brian, it looks like I wish I had a glass, but it looks like it's quite yellow, like that. Yeah, I would say I, I would say yeah. it, it's it's good that you label it tangy. It's not sour. It is yeah. just it's, it's light. Honestly, that's the word. We drank it. Yep. You know, two years ago, all together, and we're like, oh, we gotta name this beer. We can't call it tart dank juice. We can't call it tart and juicy. That's epic. Yeah. <laughs> no, <we're laughs> We're like, but that's what it is. It's tart and juicy. Yeah. Damn it, epic. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. That's a fantastic beer. But that was, you know, we went out there, took a tour with them years ago at GABF. And ever since then, I was like, I want a tart IPA and I want it juicy. And that's what I want. And yep. that was always kind of where it started um, for me. That I always loved that beer for years before that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it's the best of both worlds, you know. It's that's just what that's just what we were like. It's kind of like Tang, but hot. Yeah, yeah, I totally you know, get that. Now that you say just Tang, really yeah, like yeah. that tart orange juice yeah. kind of feel, and then it has like that juicy resinous backbone to it. Yeah, it really definitely complements the citrusy, uh, fruity juiciness of that. The the very tangy. It's good. Yeah, that yeast change, I definitely think that that toned down how sharp the tartness was. This is more of like a clean kind of mellows right into the back. The yeah. Back nah, this is this is this is tasty. Uh, yeah, Jerusalem, you got to get some. Uh, but this is the one that was getting released this week, right? Yeah, just came out. We just sent uh, a little over a thousand cases, which is about typical for like a new rebrand or re-release nice. but uh but yeah you should start you should definitely i'm sure megabev already has some if not uh, they will in the coming days you know it was hard um you know we picked these beers up i picked these beers up from you last week right yep. yeah i felt like it and uh it, and i dropped it right off to brian i'm like you gotta save them for the show like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not a few of them when brian dropped and, it, and it was that one I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah, 10, 12. Seven, seven. Oh, the date. Nice. 10, it's 10, 12. Too old to drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seven days Eight old. Two. I remember that shit. Bringing back Hetty Topper from Vermont and somebody being like, oh, it's a week and a half old, man. Like, it's shit. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. So, um, I want to get back to, we missed a question from Brandon since we were talking about the, the mixes. Do you guys have a gin and sel- or a gin and tonic style plan for the seltzers? Uh, I would say that honestly, this summer lime is probably as close as it's going to get to that. So the way that we make seltzer, that Moscow mule, he, uh, did I say that? Or did you guys he, have a Moscow mule? He, he mentions it in this comment, but we oh. kind of teased it. We've teased it, uh, but it's not out. It's not out. It hasn't been produced. It comes out uh, next month in like three or four weeks. It'll come I was going to say, I think you so, mentioned it. Brandon's usually right pretty damn there. sharp. Uh, just knows. <laughs> well, yeah. and, 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 and he's the one that says he's been to your place a bunch. So Yeah. Uh, I checked oh, out. Here, I checked uh, out. The website. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So the way we... Just real quick rundown on seltzer. We usually sample, I would say, 30 or uh, 20 to 30 flavors just to get one. Like the the flavorings are so wildly erratic. Like it says cotton candy and it's like, what the hell is this? It tastes like blue carousel or, you know what I mean? It'd be like, this is not right. Throw this one out. So there's like literally like a whole table full of samples and it's like all right guys we gotta find another one (laughs) (laughs) and you have to dose just like regular like hard seltzer right otherwise how do you know like you know what the flavor is gonna be like right yeah we we pull we pull a pure keg from the bright tank before we can or something once a month or something and and we just kind of dose you know scientifically measure and dose them and Kind of go from there, up, down, left, right. You know, screw this one. Okay, this one's got a chance. Let's redo it next week. So, the the point of the matter was the gin. We haven't found a gin one that's been like any bit decent. But what I suggest is you get the cucumber lime and just add a shot of gin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There. Perfect. I've been making cocktails all summer with seltzers, man. I've been hitting home runs left and right. Rum, bourbon, tequila, vodka, gin. So, so on that, I think that's a good segue. So Sut uh, texted me and he asked if we had talked about your spirits because he thought that you were adding a distillery when the play get. Yes, we had had just got our distiller's license. I'm going to dip into my closet right next to me. Oh, cool. Cool. (laughs) By all means. I thought he mentioned something about the pilot system, like bottling whiskey off of it uh, earlier. Yeah. Oh. Oh, maple that, like, rye yeah is that actually for sale is that just uh, like it was oh uh, okay so i think we only did i don't know if we marked them actually i don't think so i think we only did like we did one barrel worth so i'd have to do the numbers but it was like 150 bottles something like that it was 50 bucks a pop you know it's our very first one so as i mentioned before the pilot system we can only store, I think it's three barrels at our pub. So we can basically make nothing. I mean, it's a, that's, sure. you know, every, every four months we can release one if we were like turning and burning. But uh, we actually have a peanut whiskey in there right now. Um, I think they were trying to kind of figure out how to bottle it because it's a, you know, it's a tough one. It's oily. Yeah. And they didn't want it to separate, so I don't know if they scrapped it or if they're retrying. Mm. But it's all sourced. Uh, we don't we don't distill quite yet. 
Um, we got to figure out the spacing and stuff like that, but it's all sourced from journeymen. I was just going to ask that because I mean, so you got a maple rye. You didn't start that in April. I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, that's got to at least be a couple of years old, right? I mean, yeah, the whiskey itself is, and we aged it in maple syrup barrels. Perfect. Okay. All right. Cool. So our maple syrup barrels. So we've barrel aged some maple syrup. Um, so that's actually rye whiskey in maple syrup barrels that we already aged our maple syrup in our barrel or you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. All kinds yeah. Of crazy uh, session shit. But that's yeah. cool. So so you're working with Journeyman to get the base spirit? Yep. Ever all of our cocktails also on uh on tap at the pub are all journeyman spirits. So we've we've had a really great uh relationship with them. And you know it's always a good little trip for the guys to take the van and head down to journeyman and buy the alcohol <laughs> i'm like take it back and then it's like let's go to tip a few for a few more yeah. <laughs> that's I'm awesome like, you guys had fun man that's great that's great everyone's gonna have that, that work day that's fun yeah so if, if you're working with journeymen to do spirits are you also then are you getting you got a, you guys got a pretty extensive barrel age program Right? Are you using journeyman barrels, or does that go beyond that? You know, I haven't seen any, and I would imagine that they're pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, not that they wouldn't hook us up. Maybe they would if we asked. I don't even know if we've asked. I'm sure we have. But my guess is is that going through our broker, going through our guy is going to be the most efficient. Uh, most of our barrels, so we, we've got a, a temperature-controlled room. Uh, it's got to be about 12,000 square feet. It's one of the bigger rooms in the, uh, in the warehouse. Um, it's, you know, year round temperature control that has our cold room in it as well. But the other half is anywhere from, I mean, right now we're probably, well, we just got a new shipment. So we're probably at like eight, 900 barrels, uh, of, you know, whatever it may be, bourbon, whiskey, uh, you know, rum, tequila, uh, we've got a ton of wine barrels and um, such like that, port barrels. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the majority that I see, because, you know, I'm not in there plucking barrels, but I, I wander a lot <laughs> and ask questions a lot. So Jack Daniels, uh, surprisingly Heaven Hill. Um, we've got a bunch of, like, anniversary ones randomly that will pop in. We did a Jack Honey, a Jack, a Jack 50th anniversary was part of Quad Hipster, I believe. Um, we've had some orange tiger out of Toledo and I mean, there's just a bunch. It's, it's really impossible to keep up because it's really just, Hey, I've got 600 bourbon barrels. You know, it's not there, this, this, and this, we can, we can definitely like hunt some down sure. and we've had some special ones, but so, for the most part, it's pretty standard. So what's coming in your barrel age program? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, so we just released, I don't know, like nine barrel aged beers in the last three weeks. And I think we have another nine in like four weeks, three weeks. Oh is wow. like this wow. the season that those normally come out or is this like a regular thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is the season we're getting into. I mean, my drinking habits have already changed into like, I'm like going from seltzer to IPA almost, to, you know, and, and then the end of the night, like a barrel aged style, like knock yeah. me out, baby. Yep, absolutely. I, I totally hear that. If I open that can, that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. 
barrel aged stouts coming down. Ah, yes, November. So we well, we just released the Hazel's Nuts as you guys have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two variants, raspberry and then a coconut marshmallow. Uh, people have been kind of raving about both in their own way. We did Bon Bon Della Morte, which is chocolate dead sea salt imperial stout in a bourbon barrel. Oh. 14%. That, actually, I got a can right here, but I just got stuff all over the place in my office. But. <laughs> you haven't got that one. That's a, that's, that's a, a beauty. Um, what else do we release? Triple barrel aged uh, rye sweet potato souffle, gold medal winner at GABF. I've had that. With the addition of a couple barrels. Um, and then bluegrass breakfast, which is basically rye hipster with pecans. Um, missing one in there, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, November is looking to be an insane month. Uh, so we're doing the, the big Black Friday release, which I'm doing in quotes. Uh, it's Black not Friday. Friday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 If you haven't seen, I've been kind of commenting on our social media as odd side. Uh, and, uh, actually Brandon, the next thing I'm going to say is one of those. Um, but yeah, uh, the rye hips are usually released on black Friday. It'll probably be all online in a couple weeks or a few weeks. I'm sorry. And then it'll be just a kind of pick up as you go. But the next beer releasing with rye hipster in quantity would be the knife man leave it. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of our favorite shows. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, and that's actually Brandon said that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brandon is on top of his shit. <laughs> Brandon's always been, yeah, he's a yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, While we're on it, uh, Tagabri Deb says, "Hey, are you guys on the Tagabri Tail? You don't know? No. no, we're really bad about." Well, Wes, let me introduce you to Deb. <laughs> uh, I can give you her contact information. Deb, we'll set something up for you. Make we just saw her on Friday randomly. There yeah. we go. Why are you not three over three hundred Michigan breweries are on the Tiger Brew Trail, Wes? Yeah, yeah. we're just holding out. You know, we're hoping for that big payout at the end. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> what else do we got going? Uh, we got so we've got four rye hipster variants, all brand new. We got Applewood smoked rye hipster, Ooh, which yeah. is insanely unique. Like you're probably going to hate it or love it. I love it, and it I would like put, a barbecue stout. It, it it is, but the applewood is super unique. Like yeah, I'm, I'm almost. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shove my hand in my mouth, but almost off flavors because of that apple. It's so weird, but you have to know what you're tasting, and it's freaking delicious. Like I asked, we were tasting it out of the barrel, and I took like a half a glass. I, uh, it sounds unique enough. I I will. I'm I'm in. I'll yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we've got a uh, chocolate rye hipster, which is just extra chocolate or uh, chocolate in addition to. Um, we've got uh, cinnamon vanilla, which is going to actually the, the vanilla is going to replace maple syrup, so it's kind of like a super variant of rye hipster. So it's not super sweet; it kind of stays on par. And then um, let me think about this: what am I missing? Oh, mesquite smoked uh, rye hipster, which is yeah. you know that uh, nice deep smoke. Uh, that you would kind of, you kind of naturally got a rye hipster already, but it's just basically enhancing it. And, and what is rye hipster just as a base beer? So it's just an imperial style with coffee, maple syrup, and bacon. Okay. How do you guys do the bacon in that? Is it actual bacon? I'm just going to ask that. Yeah. Uh, is, is it a trade secret? It's, it's, it, it is flavoring. There was a time when they put real bacon in it 
and you know that was great. I was gonna say that's pretty oily as well. So I think I, I think like their very first batch, it might have been one barrel. They like put a bunch of bacon in there, and it just like went sour, and they dumped it. So, like that was really dumb. I'm not gonna call out the brewery, but I've had like a uh, a bacon beer with actual bacon in it one time. I know, I know who you're talking. It, I think it actually there. triggered my gag reflex, <laughs> and it's the yeah. only beer that has like made me like like. And, and basically, just like that's not the Mangalista Porter, is it? No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, flavoring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as Brandon mentioned there, uh, we've done something else with, you know, a meat of a sort and rum ham. It's another. It's always sunny. Yeah, beer. yeah, yeah. But uh, it was with ham hock flavoring, which is kind of weird to say, but. I think what's delicious. weirder is that there's somebody that produces ham hock flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need that? I, I mean, mean but they found a buyer. <laughs> I mean, ham hocks are amazing. It's delicious. I, I, I grew up on Southern food. But yeah, you're right. There's no reason to have ham hock flavoring. I mean, really. But uh, I got three more for November. Don't let it, don't cut me oh, short. No. Keep oh, it coming. Keep oh, it coming. Yeah. Sorry. I know we're already at like an hour. No, we're uh, fine. You can go whenever, man. I'm rolling <laughs> beer three. I, yeah, so. I was going to say, I still got three beers to drink. I know. <laughs> uh, so we got a bourbon barrel aged peanut butter cup style, which we've done before. Oh, no, I already said the Nightman. And then, yep. um, oh, no, there is three more, actually. The peanut butter, uh, even more OEO stout, which if you ever had OEO stout, you probably missed out. I apologize. It was a east side account collaboration yeah it was like in their barrels and exclusive to them but uh either way it's basically prairie double stuff if you will cool. it's going to be an even more oeo we did it kind of uh like an intro oreo style and this one's going to be like far too much oreos and and floaties in a good way oh <laughs> It'll be in a can, so you can't see it until you pour it out, though. Oh, just, uh, you know, be like the alchemist and write on the can, you know, do not pour. Drink right from the can, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or floaties expected. Yeah. That was only one. You got two more? Uh, the King's Sandwich. Excuse me. Um, so I think it's bacon, peanut butter, banana. Yeah. Oh, peanut, peanut, butter banana. peanut butter, banana sounds good. Those I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and it's a. I want to say it's going to be like a nine percent ale, uh, just like an imperial ale. I guess you could call it. I haven't. I haven't seen the designation on it. We just made the label, but it's like Elvis. It's like a silhouette of Elvis on it. It looks super sharp. I hope it turns out good. I mean, the flavor profile sounds like it's going to be amazing. But. Oh yeah, right. yeah. He was he was famous for eating like uh, what was a peanut butter and jelly with bacon sandwiches. I think that's what it is. Maybe I misspoke yeah. with banana, peanut butter jelly. It's probably no, peanut it's it's peanut butter banana bacon. No, you got it right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay. don't confuse yeah. me, Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it! All right, <laughs> all right. That's all of them. I swear. That's it. I think. What, what, what's coming out in December? I'm just fucking not on February. February is deleterious and three to four more variants, which deleterious, if you've never had it, is knockout, probably I would say one of the best non-adjunct stouts on the market. What is it called? 
people sometimes say deleterious. It's deleterious. Deleterious. Uh, okay. I have a bottle. I'm going to – I know. I'll probably recognize the label. If for some reason, it's yeah. striking a bell. No, we didn't make very much of it. Uh, uh, and then all the variants were in Bombers Pub only last year. So uh, it is a – it's like a Grim Reaper on the label. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Yep, I, I see it. I tell people all the time, like, I know a lot about beer, but I don't know a lot about beers uh, sometimes. Right. Like people people will like list me off these acronyms and I'm just like oh, I don't know what that is but so we, we do that this sounds delicious I, I share some stupid shit but there it is hey the deleterious uh, imperial yeah. style yeah. Asian bourbon barrels so you, you said four variations of it yeah well it looks like you got a few in some of these other pictures oh do I uh, so there was there we've done coffee double oaked and vanilla before. Uh, okay. Like you can kind of see some of that red lettering is some of those. Um, I don't think we've snuck any of the previews though. Vanilla coffee double oaked. That was last year. Yep. Yeah, we haven't we haven't announced anything. Um, I mean, this day last year. Is this? Um, no, yeah, it was. Is this going to be another ticketed event? Probably, I mean, honestly, until COVID teams down, it's probably going to be the same as the Black Friday release. It's going to, going to probably be shifting to online until future. I mean, until yep. whenever. I mean, we don't really know. Basically, until capacity limits are probably lifted is, is like the number one thing. Is like we don't want people lined up at our bar. And we were kind of doing um, – you know, curbside pickup in the mix of all of that. So it's really about spacing it out for our employees so they're not overwhelmed and making sure that this, the, the customer, the consumer inside the pub is not also overwhelmed with their spacing. Is your tap room open right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, most are. I figured I'd just ask. Yeah. Uh, we had a freaking sweet uh summer as far as the setup goes i mean granted sales were down but we really salvaged what we could the city gave us uh access to an entire block and one lane of the road um, wow. so that entire block was our like beer garden that's awesome so that's I'm, th I'm thinking like shoot next year we might be able to roll that into actually being like letting it be open and make like expanding our capacity by maybe another hundred people by awesome. summer if everything tones down. Oh, oh, look at John calling me out for my browser tabs. I was actually thinking about throwing up like a porn tab on there. To see I, you, I use Firefox for displaying shit because I don't I'm not good at keeping track of. No, I don't give a shit. What am I opening? Uh, Wait, should we do Hazel's notes just before the show's over, just in case? Yeah, we're winding down. Why not? <laughs> Wes, thanks for the hangover tomorrow. So, for those don't that, that hasn't that haven't had it, uh, Hazel's Nuts is a imperial stout aged in bourbon, bourbon barrels with uh, coffee and hazelnut flavoring. So, the the label probably looks familiar to a lot of people. Indeed, it's, uh, beautiful hazel. Very beautiful. It's my daughter's name as well. We have uh, we have a friend with a yeah daughter named Hazel. It's a beautiful name. It's funny, the, 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 the cycle of names. I was trying to say Cicality, but yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, uh, 
but it's funny. I was because I think I was just talking. That's Chris, right? No, one of our I, one of the, our friends Hazel. Has, oh, that's Hazel. Phil. Phil, I was talking to Phil about it, and he's like, "We're looking for the old school name." Um, but then I think everybody else like has that idea, right? How old's your daughter? I've got well, I've got two and one on the way, and they're all old school names. Oh, old school names, right? Yeah, yeah. Hazel, Ava, and possibly Nora. Oh, yeah, our buddy, uh, guy we Brian and I work with, a uh, daughter named Nora. But I, I think you know people do that. It goes in cycles, and you think like, oh, I'm going to go get an old school name, but then you know there's going to be a bunch of kids that your name. Nora. Yeah, you just got to be the first to be the. I, <laughs> I name mine. My oldest is Ava, and she's 11 or 11 this year. Next month she's 11, and. 11 years ago, no one was named like this. Three years after that, it was the number one name. I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure that our buddy Eric's daughter, Ava, is probably 11. <laughs> I'm birthday, so I bet you it's all good. I, I got to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the, the year my parents decided to name me Jason, I went to school with like six other Jasons, so... <laughs> Shit happens. It'll happen. I don't. I didn't go to school with like any Brian's, but then I started getting into like beer and stuff like that, and everybody is named Brian. And I don't know like what the deal is, but I know so many Brian's. How do we get on names? <laughs> that's, that's See what for going away. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. My, aunt, my wife really wanted to try some of the, the Hazel's nuts, so I ran upstairs to to give her a a pour. Wow. You are a wonderful husband. I wouldn't dream of. <laughs> I so I have some of these from like previous years stuffed away downstairs and I open them occasionally. And I gotta say, man, just like if you buy any of this, drink it right away. Like it's so good right now. It it it's not even comparable to like the stuff that I have set away. Like it's it it's probably better fresh. Not not that it's like a hey man, it's so good. The boys the boys swear by listen. We put this in the can when we think it's best. Yeah. We're drinking it every week. We're trying barrels to find out when it is at its peak. So although hoarding is awesome and obviously a lot of beers do hold up and it's fun. I mean, it is fun science. Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a seller anymore. COVID knocked that MF her out. Looking all drunk one night in my closet. I'm like, I'm going to drink. Every one of these <laughs> for like two months straight on furlough, I was just chugging. Well, you got to get through it somehow, right? Yeah, you got to drink. I mean, you got to at least drink some fresh. I want right. to give no, my wife sure. some of these nuts too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank you, James. It smells so good. Mm. Yeah. This year, it's up to. Uh, Let's well, list it as 12, but uh, I think last year was like 12.3. So we've got it up a little bit in percentage. And really, uh, I mean, that's one of my favorite beers when I got hired at Oddside. So, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really well balanced for having all that it's got going on. You know, the, the bourbon, coffee, hazelnut flavoring comes through. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I'm I'm losing myself now. This is gonna be a good night, sure. <laughs> Maybe comparable to that already. <laughs> See, uh, my, my girlfriend comes to me. Oh wow! 
Right. Wes says hi and cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Half the time she's in and out of that. Uh, um. <laughs> All right. So what's what's in the future for Oddside, Wes? What do you guys got going on? I mean, besides the amazing uh, plethora of stouts coming in the, the next month, um, anything else exciting happening? Really, it's just, uh, you know, getting to the still everything we've talked about, but amping it all up. <clears throat> you know, we, uh, we got this expansion working, you know, adding 15,000 barrels of capacity. We want to make sure we're still brewing 10,000 barrels of beer. We're going to give it a go while seltzers are what they are and while we've got what we've got. We think we can sell 10,000 barrels of seltzer just in Michigan. I'm sure. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We think I, I should say I, sometimes I say we and I, I'm pushing to kind of scale things back. If not, you know, keep what we have, but scale things in and see what we can do for a year. I'm really excited for 21 because we're set up for success. Now, all we have to do is implement our plans. You know, we've got the distilling going. Our pub hopefully can get back rocking. And we've added a whole other shift of packaging. I mean... We really are excited. We're going to keep putting out new beers. Uh, we're hoping for at least one to two new beers a month. Doesn't sound like a lot compared to before, but uh, we're still going to push the envelope and keep looking for those trends, man. I've, I've, we've hit really early on some, and some of them we hit too early and have never circled back. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to find that right place, right time, and really – be lucrative in what we're making. You're going to see a lot more traditional beers put out this year too. I'm really? pretty excited nice. about things that don't have fruit in them. I, like <laughs> Das Hills and Citra Kolsch are two oh, that man. I'm cool. excited yeah. uh, do, you guys, we, do you guys have a good Mexican lager? Do you have a Mexican lager? Uh, we actually were talking about this today. Oh my God. So we, well, okay. We have Beer Me Lime, which really isn't a Mexican lager. Yeah. It's just Beer Me with key limes in it which is American lager. But uh, we have a beer called uh, Lager uh, Finds a Way. (laughs) All of a sudden, I I swear to God, Google is listening or something, but all of a sudden my owner is on a glass. It's He's just in Google images and it's a glass of Jeff Goldblum with his shirt open. Oh, that's glorious. And we're like, this is, this is our new glass. (laughs) uh yeah we're gonna we might we hadn't talked about that beer in a minute and then we brought it up and we're like well that was pretty good actually so it happens so often where the things just like go to the wayside and you're like oh yeah i guess that was good you like take it for granted you make so many i was say you guys you guys make so much i guess to uh you know bring one of the uh, questions in from other uh is there a date for the distillery or now or you know speaking of trends canned cocktails coming in yeah, it's definitely been discussed, but we got to figure out our storage capacity, what we're allowed to store, and um, I, I think I'm, if I'm understanding it correctly, we'd have to have a whole another canning line for, to support that. So it's probably I don't expect it to be something we're going to undertake next year, but I bet if we have a good year next year, which I mean it's not really a if, it's just a 
assuming shit doesn't go wrong kind of thing or anything worse than COVID, I guess. We've made it through that. Right. If it's not worse than COVID, then we'll probably be moving forward towards that kind of near the end of the year. Usually barrel age release season is kind of where we stockpile uh, that, you know, we take that big lump sum that we've made and we put it right back into the business with something. What's our big purchase? You know, is it a centrifuge, a pasteurizer, more fermenters? Is it a new canning line? Is it, you know, 500,000 cases of cans? I mean, whatever it is, is what, that's when we make those decisions. So that's you know, awesome. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll know some more next October's uh, area or time frame. We'll have to circle back. That's it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys got so much shit going on. I know we can touch base again next year and, and uh, oh, talk about all the new shit. Great question, John. Miss you, bud. <sighs> yeah, I miss John. Um, so, yeah, man, anything else you want to add? Anything else for outside? I don't know, man. We talked about a lot of stuff. We have, and I've got quite the buzz going on. Thank you, Wes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, we were, when we were talking about seltzers, I do have one more thing. Uh, all right. Were you ever a Jones soda drinker? Uh, I mean, I've definitely had my fair share. Okay. Uh, all right. I was ever like a fanboy or anything. Oh, I'm, I'm going to pitch an idea to you. Uh, oh, around please. this time, a long time ago, Jones, and, and I don't know if they do it anymore, but they would put out uh, Thanksgiving sodas. Oh, so they would have like... <laughs> <laughs> they would have like turkey dinner and like <laughs> oh so, you so are my own <laughs> he literally just brought this up like two weeks ago and we looked at him dead square in the eye like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the road. Maybe the same actually, uh, we should actually uh, take Brian out now <laughs> that that all right <laughs> um yeah, no, no, he was being legit. Like he sometimes he'll float something past us and he'll act like he's not kidding, but we know where he's going. He's like getting bored, you know. He's probably like, ah, we're only at like twenty four flavors. We probably need like another ten in like four months, you know. Sausage gravy hard yeah. seltzer, man. No, wow. I, I can see it. I can feel like a cranberry <laughs> seltzer working. Like that, that yeah. might work. But, no, but no. I can see something. I don't know if the turkey gravy one would work, but I guess if it's it, and that's what he said. You know, what if you just market it like like that? Like, hey, we're not telling you it's the best seltzer ever. We did put turkey. You know, you know what? Most of those sales of the turkey Jones dinner. Soda Turkey Dinner did not go to people that were like, oh, yeah, I want a turkey fucking soda. No, they went yeah. to people that were just like, can you believe this shit? I mean, yeah, we did it. Party. I, yeah, and it was at a party, and we opened it, and it was disgusting, and yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to be good if you're just trying to, to, to yeah, make it'll, it'll make the sale. Right. Market. <laughs> well, I can tell you this, though. One of my – I'm not sure if I'm ready to announce it. Maybe I can. I don't know. Here first. Oh, Michigan uh, Brew is exclusive. Come on. Okay. <laughs> we need a flashing thing at the bottom. <laughs> so we are coming out with one in sooner than later. I don't know if I'm I don't know. I don't know if I can say it. Don't go don't get in trouble in our a behalf. A couple months out, so I don't want to get crazy. Let's just say it's gonna be one of my top three. The second that our production manager drank it, he said instantly in my top three. And it's like total nostalgia. Uh, kind of 
kind of flavor as a kid. So follow the odd side Facebook page. Is it like yeah. the, the Christmassy themed? No, nothing, nothing crazy. It's a pretty straightforward flavor, but okay. is, it, uh, is it seltzer or it's really good? Is it what? Okay. Is it a seltzer? Yeah, it's a seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We've got a bunch of other flavors coming out too. Uh, I'll tell you about champagne. Champagne. Yeah. Oh. Coming out. That's going to be like a New Year's kind of one. It just tastes like shitty Asti in like the best way possible. <laughs> sales, amazing I like sales. Drink <laughs> I drank it. I'm like, dang, this is really good. And they're like, I mean, it tastes like crappy champagne. I'm like, exactly. No one's buying expensive champagne. You just shake just, it up and, and spray it. Crack it. And it's fine because it's a couple bucks a can, right? Who cares? Yep. I, I'm awesome. allowed to have like this much on New Year's, or else I get like blackout drunk. Like I you, know he my blacked out is. after the seltzer episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bubbles, man. Wes, I don't know, man. Do you have like a bubble thing? Like I can't handle bubbles. I think I don't know what the deal is. Oh, you you, you overcarbonate your beers. Well, not overcarbonate. You just like more carbonation. I do I like the say. bubbles, and then I can't handle them. So <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that reminds me of when my, my I brought my fiance to uh, it was a festival in Royal Oak. It's called All Fizzed Up. It was an all seltzer fest. Ooh. And like, oh, that's fun. That sounds like a hangover. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. It was this year sometime. Anyway, <laughs> earlier this year, I think. And uh, and she, she got lit. And. <laughs> What she didn't realize is that it wasn't only seltzers, it was craft cocktails too. So she'd be like, Oh, that margarita one was so good. And I'm like, Yeah, that fucker is like 12. <laughs> that's, that's a margarita. On accident. And we went to Hopcat and I ordered like four crates of freaking crack fries. I mean cosmic fries. Yeah, cosmic and, fries. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the night. I was fine, and she was just like, "I'm never drinking seltzers again." I'm like, "It wasn't those, I swear." <laughs> that was last week with me and Meads. Was, yeah. Um. All right. So speaking of next weekend, we're gonna or next week we will have a style show, uh, and then uh, we've got some guests that we're working on for next month. Uh, but nothing to announce now. So follow us on the Facebook page and keep up with us there. Wes, thank you again for hanging out with us tonight. Really appreciate yes. it. appreciate all the beer. Uh, I'm gonna finish this Hazel's nuts and pass the fuck out. <laughs> uh, Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure being here, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time I'll, we'll bring a brewer on the show and you guys can hammer him about some real shit. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good night, guys. Mics aren't muted yet, are they? (laughs) (laughs) 